0: Hello. Welcome. This is Origins and Adaptations. I'm Andrew. And I'm Cody. And this is a special kind of announcement update episode. It's going to be short. It's going to be sweet. It's not it's our usual episode. It's going to be episode. a little sober.
1: With somber. The, a little, uh, sober? With, with, to, with, I with, hope with, it's sober. With all the uh, BS talking and, you know, ramblings that yes. we, we yeah, pollute our podcast with. Pollute.
0: Pollute. Oh no, that's a negative connotation. I'm kidding. No, glued is it's more like no. We infest. just infest, infest. We yeah. we
1: just we talk. Yeah, that's what, but that's what a podcast is. That's why people listen. That's
0: why we hope you're listening. Yeah. Well, that's people tell me that's why they listen. Yeah. I I don't know other, any other reason. Well, they say the content. They might hate the way we talk about it. I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I know a lot of people that are just like. Yeah, I have no clue what you guys are talking about, but, you know, it's entertaining, so. I go, uh, uh, sweet. I always think the content is better than us, but that's because I love comic books. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you feel like we're, like, maybe barely holding up the ball Uh
0: Yeah, we're just like, <clears throat> like, we are how my arms feel right now. Your arms are tired from working out. Working out, getting jacked, getting swole, getting yoked. Andrew's getting what, soul over here. What are all... I'm getting nervous sitting next to him. <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah. So just a short little, short little thing.
1: Yeah. Um, we have a tidbit of news. Um, yeah. Couple things we wanted to touch on, and uh, you know, favorite recent reads. Do you ever have a? And you have a never have I ever. I have a never have I ever and a favorite recent read. Okay, I just have one. But um, you want to start us off?
0: Yeah. So just uh, news. We wanted to talk about this this week because it is, it is sad, but it's also expected just be- because, I mean... Keep- the age of the man yeah. who passed. Yeah, so Adam West, for those who do not know, the original live-action Batman uh, passed away this last week, uh, which is which is sad, uh, especially since I wanted another Return of the Cape Crusader. Yeah, uh, that would have been been fun to have which i think they they are they did another one i think they recorded another one so there is one coming out that's great um which is exciting true uh true (laughs) (laughs) and he to to i think many defined the look and feel of batman like the
1: voice and and he had the stature yeah he even said a while back uh he was like well yeah of course i'm not as in shape or as cut as several of the guys who acted the part after me, but he was like, but I fit the dimensions of Batman. He did. and He was the closest
0: to Batman's height. That
1: actually is really true. I mean, I'm pretty sure besides, well, Bale's pretty big. Affleck is the only guy who really comes, like, super close as far as, like, being huge and tall. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: But, like, Keaton and Kilmer, though in shape, were smaller guys. Yeah,
0: Kilmer, I mean, Keaton is, like, 5'7", 5'8". He's not that short. He's, like, 5'10". Okay. Yeah. But, but uh... Batman's 6'2".
1: Yeah. And, uh... Well, I mean, they he's, he's about 6'2", and they say 220 originally, but, like... it's <laughs> it, ridiculous. If, if you if you, if, if you ask If you, ask, if you anyone, ask any
0: person who puts on muscle, that is too low of a number. Yeah, but, For a 6'2 man.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, Adam West, I think, exceeded that at the time. Yeah. I think he was about 6'3", yeah. 6'4", probably 230, 240. Mm-hmm and even though he wasn't as cut he was built like he's a, he's a he was a big guy yeah
0: no he well that's the thing is it was the 60s and back in the 60s fit wasn't cut like we think of it now mm. it was just stocky strong mm. that that's what fit was mm-hmm. uh, so wonderful man um, i just i've heard many stories some of them funny some of them weird like the stuff that the original crew would do, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, It's pretty crazy. But... I liked what
1: he had to say on the in the uh, Bob Kane Bill Finger uh, little dock that we watched. Remember that? Remember the Bill Finger doc we watched? Yeah, I'm and just he, trying and, to figure And, out. and uh, Bob Kane came up to him. There was some production going on. I think it was mm-hmm. like a little live thing. Yeah, on, on stage, and Kane pulls the cowl off of West's head and goes, "Look at you! I created you." And the way uh, West said it in his Adam West, his Mayor West mm-hmm. voice was so great. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just Adam West has one of those voices you just immediately love, mm-hmm. and that was why I loved him as Batman as a kid. He was just so
0: entertaining. Yeah, and so in his passing, some cool things happened in memorial. Uh, first of all, L.A. had a huge bat signal um, on a building. That's which was cool. which was cool in memoriam of him. Uh, so. You know, he'll always live in our hearts. Uh, There is a comic book series. I don't know if it's still going, but it was uh, Batman 66, Mm -hmm. which uh, I want to get into, which I feel like everyone should get into. Uh, If you haven't had the chance to watch the old show, it's terrible, but it's great. It's awesome. Um, It's nostalgic in the sense that it's just cheesy fun mm-hmm. and then is,
1: do you know i actually i've read the first issue the very first issue of batman 66 do you know is it a canonic run
0: i think so i think it's, it's in the same line as return of the Cape crusader okay yeah.
1: so, so it is telling the story it's not a bunch of because you know the original batman comic books how they were just you I know mean, well, not not the original but the 60s era is mm-hmm. just a bunch of short little stories Kind of goofy, like the goofy, episodes
0: were. Goofy, silly little stories that yeah. Didn't,
1: yeah. So I I think it's supposed to be canonic. Yeah,
0: 66 is like an ongoing thing. To run. Yeah. Uh, but also, we've talked about many times, we did an episode on but Return of the Cape Crusader, one of his last works, mm. uh, fantastic piece of animation. Mm-hmm. Just so fun. Funny, uh, entertaining, mm-hmm. Heart Very heartfelt. self-aware. It was yeah. It was very self-aware. Self-aware to the max. Yeah. But...
1: Uh, it was great. The, um, the little jokes, like some of, some of like the bat dot 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 mm-hmm. like things, like the, yeah. the, the things that they had. I can't remember specifics, but one was like
0: some. It was like a wasn't there like a bat fan or just something really useless. There was a lot of stuff in the cave at the end yeah. where Robin had to like outsmart Batman. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. It was yeah. really good though. Yeah. Um, so moving on to. Probably the, the big announcement this is the last time you will be hearing us on this microphone. yeah so it's uh, going not to the be last a time better. you'll be hearing us uh, but on this microphone.
1: yeah we're gonna uh, be upping our game in terms of production yeah
0: we will be in an actual studio recording studio rescooting recording this hopefully every week for you guys uh, and then we will also have an intro and outro just music set. So that way, it's not just abrupt and starts, but we have something that fades in, fades out. Mm-hmm. Uh, sound quality is just going to be better. Volume, everything's going to be so much better, and I, I'm excited. Uh, we're going to be working with my good friend Chris. Uh, he'll we'll have like a, a producer on the show, so anytime that he wants to chime in, he'll get to chime in. Yeah, uh, it's going to be fun. Hopefully, mm-hmm. this way we can also get guests. Yeah, um, on more guests just to talk about their life with comic books and we want to have you guys on the show yeah. so anytime that you guys want to come on and just talk and uh share us your interests and your place with comics and that would be really cool but so we're excited for that
1: yeah uh it's kind of fun to take it to the next level the idea of it's it's uh making me more excited
0: yeah yeah uh, so just moving on to favorite recent reads, and never have I ever. So my favorite recent read this week uh, was probably the second volume of Lazarus. Um, Lazarus, which is a indie image comic um, in which it... Oh, actually, as much as I like the second volume of Lazarus, I just read Superman, American Alien. Mm-hmm. And that was phenomenal. Are uh, you really going to change it then? Yeah, I'm changing it to... American. England. I just uh, I want to read that. You think I'd like it? It's really good. Yeah, I think you would. Um, he has. So it's by Max Landis. Um, he's written some comics before. Uh, but he. The way he writes Lex Luthor is how Lex should have been in Batman vs. Superman.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: If you. Uh, it's so good. It gave me chills just reading his words. Wow. Um, but yeah. And then the Never Have I Ever was. Uh, can't, What was it kingsway west i think is what it was called or yeah something like that Mm -hmm. um and it was just this silly fun book with uh with uh a different different uh take on the gold rush back in the back in the wild west Mm -hmm. and it was pretty much like the west was separated into kingdoms you had the native americans you had the chinese the mexicans and then you had uh the westerns uh-huh. the westerners um the white men <clears throat> and it was pretty much there in the gold rush they found this thing called red gold which pretty much gave people magic hmm. uh and so it was super rare and people were trying to find it and there was like a huge war and it was i think the war was um between the chinese and the mexicans hmm. and uh One guy, like, slaughtered, who was on the Chinese side, just, like, killed a bunch of people, and he he wanted to put that life behind him, Mm -hmm. so he actually, like, ran away from the army, and it was a huge thing, and in doing so, met a woman, a Mexican woman, uh, and they fell in love and got married, and uh, then, uh, while he's away one day, the Chinese government, like, pretty much raid his... Home when he's gone, mm-hmm. and he has the he goes on this journey to find his wife uh, in the midst of this chaotic still war. There's a still a civil war. He ends up fighting amongst all the different tribes. So really cool, really small little book. Uh, art was kind of hit and miss, hmm. so it's not something I would super recommend. It was just fun a fun read. Mm-hmm. The the dialogue sometimes is also hit and miss. But it it was still interesting. The
1: dialogue is hit and miss in East of West. Yeah.
0: No, no. East of West dialogue is phenomenal. Kingsway West. Kings. Okay. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, I get them mixed.
1: together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got I got the titles a little mixed yeah. up.
0: Yeah.
1: Totally unrelated. Yeah. But, well, I almost just tried to make an excuse like, oh well, you can overlook dialogue in comics, and I mean, y- sometimes you can, but yeah.
0: That's <laughs> if the art is just phenomenal but that doesn't make the comic book good
1: no yeah i'm trying to think let's see i suppose it's easier to overlook lackluster art if the writing's solid yeah definitely. um I mean, for instance Frank like miller yeah although some, <laughs> some people love it
0: yeah i just the more and more i read it it's just like man your art sometimes is really bad but he has really fun stories and People just,
1: like that the fat Batman look on, well the
0: the look of the character is fine but like sometimes the way he just draws like he doesn't draw well at points
1: the way he draws uh, Wolverine all throughout the Claremont is great yeah but uh oh what I was gonna say is um, with Frank Miller it's hit and miss because I quite like the way he draws Batman in year one and mm-hmm. he doesn't draw he doesn't draw him in or that that way in Dark Knight Returns.
0: Did he draw? Him, it's different. Did he draw him in All Star, or did he just write All Star?
1: He he. Oh yeah, he wrote. Jim Lee drew him, which is oh why, yeah, which well, is it why looks Batman good. and and Robin. Yeah. That is the best Dick Grayson Robin that you'll ever yeah. see. Um, oh,
0: Dick Grayson is an American alien.
1: Oh, he is. Yeah, and it's awesome. Nice. I'm excited. Like he, he I, meets, I, I, really, I really do want to read.
0: Honestly, he I meets he meets love Clark. good Superman stories. He meets Clark, and he's like. I don't understand you, cause you're hunched over, but you're like six two, and he like says his whole measurements and everything. Dick Grayson yeah. says this too, and to then like, and then Superman's like, "How did you?" It's like, "How did you?" Oh, Dick Grayson, and he like he used X-ray vision and looked at his ID, oh, yeah. and Dick Grayson's like, "My ID's in my pocket. How'd you know that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's Poke he's like, "No, it's not." <laughs> and he, and that has this whole bit where it's like <laughs> first person of Dick Grayson and he's he's like a kid. Mm-hmm. It's kid Dick Grayson. Uh and no, it's not. And uh he it does this first person that has Dick Grayson just like super analyzing everything about him. Mm-hmm. Super analyzing like he figures out that he's from the, like he's from like the country. He's like a farm boy that his parents are like he's like don't give seven. away too much. It's just I it's too, just, I really it's really see cool. That. It's I really, really, really read fun. It. How long uh, is it? The read, yeah, it looked it looked pretty thick
1: for a for a. So
0: day. the last, like, small fourth is just variant covers. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a good solid like hour, hour and a half read. Okay. For me, I so like that. Probably about two for most people. Okay. Two or three. Um, looking forward to that. I
1: yeah. I love Superman stories, and I, I say that when they're when they're written well. Yeah. Um I, I mean obviously er, that goes for every character but some of the Jeff Johns Superman stories and then I think it was was it Mark Wade who wrote uh, Red Sun? I think so. Or Mark Millar. It was Mark Millar? Was it Mark Millar? Yeah, Mark Millar wrote It was a Mark. Yeah, um wrote Red Sun. I do consider Kingdom Come to be a Superman story. Yep. Um I'm just saying People need to cut Superman some slack and stop saying, oh, well, his stories are boring. Have you read any of those? Is the like yeah. I, I mentioned all those? Like, Have you read these comics? Okay, well, maybe you should read these before well, the you weird say thing, that Superman doesn't have any good stories.
0: The weird thing is when people say that and then they can't give me a
1: story. They're only talking about the movies. And if that's, yeah. if that's the case, then okay, fine. The stories in the Superman, Superman movies have been a bit hit and miss over yeah, the years. The first
0: one's good. And even Man though Man of Steel e- decent, and
1: e- e- even though I love the first one and have a soft spot for the second one, and, and I, I like parts of Man of Steel, I'm, well, that's not true. I like most of it. I really just don't like the way Paw Kent dies. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> or the or or even really Paw, Paw Kent's attitude. Like Pa Kent, and it's not even anything, anything I have against Kevin Costner. <laughs> no, yeah, just just the no. no. Let me die in in this. Let in, me die in, this in tornado. This tornado. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to read that. That's good. Long story short,
0: what's your uh, favorite recent read?
1: So my my favorite recent read is uh, issue six of Good Apollo and Burning Star four from Fear through the Eyes of Madness. Uh, That's the third installment in the Amory Wars trilogy, and I know I've kind of been going by these issue by issue, so I'm not gonna like get super into detail because I've just discussed this run so much on the show, but. I think I better get on with it, just for you know the rest of the story. <laughs> the story. <Yeah. laughs> Recoils back like a vacuum <laughs> cleaner cord. Um, no, anyways, uh, so at this point in the story, things are getting things are getting really interesting because they're getting into the the, the writer is getting deep into uh, references that happen in mid album, and so that's kind of nice. There's references to uh the 10 speed um which is and it's the bike the na- it's the bike and the and and they're <laughs> talking about that and like the the rider is like where'd my bike go and uh you see you see like the the rack where his bike was and there's like this outline of where the you know where the dust was and and like
0: wait are we serious what's up are we serious
1: yeah, 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 yeah. oh
0: i was making a joke but wait what's up I...
1: Oh, oh no so the so the the main character well not, not okay the writer the creator yeah. he's having uh he's he's becoming mentally unstable okay and he's having hallucinations okay and uh we haven't quite seen we haven't seen what happens but like yeah he has this hallucination. That his bike is talking to him, and it's this okay. weird. Okay. Yeah. So they have the, they have this one song called "The Ten Speed of God's Blood and Burial," and when, when you read that, you're like, "That's the most cryptic, like weird, like obscure. Yeah. Like, what what does that mean?" So, for most people, I, I'm pretty sure when they listen to that song, even coheed fans they're like, "You know, what is is this actually about a bike ten speed?" Yeah. And yeah, it is interesting. And if, you listen, cool. if, if you listen closely under the guitar solo, there's a mm-hmm. conversation that the writer is having, the the author is having with with uh, some other voice, and he's and he's like, this character's done nothing but bring you down. I say kill her off. And then the, the writer says, well, you say a lot of things, and how does that work? You're a bicycle. And then it goes right into the rest of the song. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I was like, is this song really about a bicycle? But the way they're working it into the story is like creative. Hmm. So not only that, but um, oh, one thing I wanted to say is, for me as a fan of the first volume, which is the second stage, Turbine Blade, second stage i guess it's confusing it is that is the first part of the story okay they clear up things that happen in that like uh the main character the crowing refers to his parents as gullible for letting the government coax them into this certain situation which okay. a lot of people were critical of that in the in the, in the first uh book They're like really the parents just killed their kids that quickly and, yeah. and stuff like that well i mean they didn't they didn't have any choice. The government was going to kill them if they didn't. So that's that's that is the, the the contingent, what, what, what's, what's the contingency plan was if Coheed and Camry didn't kill their kids, then the army would, they would come in and execute them. Okay. So and they would do it. And and, it, and the, the the generals like, and if you don't if you don't kill them in a silent way, I can guarantee you my way will be a lot bloodier. They said they say that. So so but, Claudio or the crowing doesn't know that. Yeah. Um. So he interprets what his parents did as gullible and foolish and he hasn't forgiven them and uh basically there's kind of this one bit of dialogue between him and his uncle where it it's almost like the audience talking with like the the author like okay so what we have we have all these unanswered questions about what happened in the first installment because we had got a great tragedy story, but you introduce all these ideas that are just a lot of loose ends. Yeah, and they tied up all of it in a very quick conversation. That's pretty cool. And c- almost like the way Rogue One tied up the uh, Death Star situation. Okay, um, but not as obvious. I only noticed it because it was something that I had been thinking
0: about. I think uh, the Rogue One thing, right? Not uh, kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, only one, true yeah, fans yeah, of Star Wars would know yeah. that Rogue One actually ties up uh, the plot holes of. Episode four Yeah Brilliantly so Yeah
1: But anyways no So it's it's really good um, The writing is getting better In my humble opinion Claudio's uh, wife is uh, a better
0: uh... Story writer?
1: Well she, Dialogue he, writer? He's, he's a better creator
0: Yeah
1: um, He comes up with really good concepts uh, her, her dialogue is stronger okay. And the artwork I swear gets better by the issue Yeah like, the, the latest issue is better than the last issue of Artwork. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it was a really great read. I enjoyed it. I finished it in less than, I don't know, less than three minutes. I, I just blasted right <laughs> through it. Yeah.
0: It welcome, welcome to the life. The um, fast reader life. The fast reader life. So, thank you for joining us Thanks this week. Thanks for listening. It was short, short and sweet. Uh, next it's week. Still a tad longer than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Join us next week for improved production with music and, uh, you know, us.
1: And lights! Well, no, there can't be any lights if it's a podcast.
0: I don't know. I'm thinking one day we might do a movie podcast.